Hey, hey, hey. This is the Walking Well Podcast. I'm your host, Jalon Marks. Thank you guys for listening. I'm always so grateful to have this space. It's so special to me. Um, And it's also so awesome when people kind of circle back around and say, oh, what you said, that was really good. Or man, this is just really blessing me, you know, um, stepping out on something that God tells you to do and you see fruit, it's always really encouraging. So thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. I'm so grateful. So for season three, we've spent a lot of time turning inward and really just looking at where we are. What does the word say? Where's God at? What's the distance between where God is and where we are? And how do we begin to close that and trust the Lord to bring us into maturity and into the fullness of where he wants us to be? And it's been good. We've talked about perfectionism, self-righteousness. We've talked about renewing our minds and surviving assault from the enemy and how to just stay in there when God is bringing us and delivering us. Um, We've really covered a lot of ground this season and I've been just super blessed because, you know, the stuff I hand to y'all is just the stuff that Jesus be breaking me down with. So I just pass on the breakdown, you know, but um, it's been really good. So this last couple of weeks, we've been talking about walking with the Lord and how trust is really an integral part of being able to walk with the Lord. And so last week we hopped into kind of the next couple weeks content, which will be barriers to trusting the Lord. And so we talked about wanting our own way last week and how that's kind of one of the more one-dimensional challenges to trusting the Lord. And we're going to take it a step further this week and talk about when you don't know God. So the title of this episode is When You Don't Know Him. Um, And I just feel like that's sort of the next step. I think, um, you know, for me, my journey with the Lord really kind of started hot and heavy because I was just like free falling, plummeting emotionally. And the Lord just really kind of Superman style swept in and like revived hope and self-esteem and worthiness. And my, my like first few months being in like real genuine faith was so, I was just like swimming in the fields, like you know, worshiping and weeping and just like feeling the Lord and, oh God, you're so good. And I sensed you in this room and I had these goosebumps and, oh, you know, like it was just so sense-based. And not that that's a bad thing, but that was really what determined for me, I think now looking back on it, the trueness of truth. Um, And what God did, which was really kind of challenging at the time for me was just like one day, I feel like it was like all of a sudden, all the feelings kind of just stopped. And I remember being like, what did I do? Why why is God so far? Like, I feel like my prayers are hitting the ceiling. What's happening? And in that space, God was asking me to grow up and to mature and to, you know, really examine, like, do you believe that I'm true because I say that I'm true or because you sense slash feel that I'm true? And that began a lot of years of growing up and really getting to know who God said that he was and relying on that more than my feelings. And I think when it comes to trusting the Lord, um, sometimes we have a really shallow database of who God is, who he says that he is, who we know him to be. Um, And so, you know, this, this sort of challenge of God, I don't know God, you know, it's kind of like, you know, you can't trust someone, you can't, you, you can't, you cannot trust someone you don't know. In fact, in the mental health world, (laughs) when people kind of uh, willy nilly attach and kind of, you know, are extra vulnerable with people that they don't have that, um, that depth of relationship with, we often are kind of like, there's some boundary issues, there's some trauma, there's some weird attachment stuff happening. Um, It's maladaptive, really, to trust someone you don't know. Um, a, a maybe non-traumatized, typically typical normal human being has to kind of go through this background checking um, process 
to begin to invest trust in another person, right? We're doing this sort of evaluation of people, of relationships as a new person steps into our life. Typically, you know, from a healthy perspective, you kind of give them some time to vet them. You know, your job says you are on a 90-day trial period before, you know, we give you full benefits because we want to make sure that you're going to work out. And that's kind of how we, that's how God has really hardwired us to to build trust. Um, but during the process of building trust, we're to be exploring like, okay, what are your character traits? What are your tendencies? We're supposed to be verifying trustworthiness. But in our relationship with the Lord, we, I mean, that takes effort. That takes intentionality to verify God's trustworthiness. Um, and so for, for many of us, like we rely on other things to tell us who God is. And and when it comes to standing on our own two feet on the truth of who God says he is, we don't have the backlog. We may not have the information. We may not have the exposure um, to the word. And so I want to kind of take some time to break it down just a little bit of how knowing happens, right? How do we get to know God? Two really basic things by time spent with or around him. And then by, by communicating, by relating to, there's this exchange that happens. And so, um, like standard Christian practice is to have at least one touch point during your day um, where you are spending time with the Lord. And um, you guys have heard me talk, if you listen to the podcast before, about how for me that could be sitting out on my patio. Um, I think it's really important. I was listening to or watching a video Stephanie Gretzinger did. She's one of my favorite singers and she used to be with worship singers. She used to be with Bethel where she was talking about how, you know, in spending time with the Lord, there's so much that's that's happening, that you're unlearning things, you're unbecoming and becoming at the same time. And that like her standard approach to spending time with the Lord is to go, okay, Lord, you know what I need. I'm going to trust you to sort of lead me in this space. Because I think sometimes we have like this really regimented, this is what my time with the Lord needs to look like. I need to read my Bible and then I need to pray for 30. Like, you know, we have our check boxes of how we need to break up the time, which I don't think that's a bad thing. Like if you find yourself feeling kind of distracted and loosey-goosey, if the Lord is leading you to be more regimented or to kind of hit some key areas, like, okay, cool, that's that's good. Um, but to have some sort of touch point with the Lord where you're spending time with Him. Um, and, you know, we talked about walking with God and allowing Him to influence your day. And, okay, what do I need to do with this? What do I need to do with that? Like, walking with God, that's kind of this piece here where you're spending time with and around the Lord. Um, But that's not just, I mean, as you're walking with God, as you are getting to know him, it really shouldn't, I mean, a a standard kind of like, here's my specific touch point is great, but that should also filter throughout your day, throughout your time as you're making decisions, as you're going to the bank. Okay, Lord, which, which store do I stop at? Where should I get gas? You know, all of these kind of things like that is part of spending time with and around him. Um, and then communicating. And I think not just like communication, like talking back and forth, but that there's an exchange happening, that there's an inhale and an exhale going on with you and the Lord as you're spending time with him during your touch point, your primary time during the day, but also, you know, as you're moving throughout the day. And so there are times when I'm like in my feelings about something and I've had my quiet time and I've read my word and I've meditated and I've had my my prayer time and confessed. I've done all of that, but I'm like driving in, in my feelings about something. And the Lord will be like, what's that? <laughs> you know, and, you know, I've had to learn to not hide from from the Lord when I'm having like feels and, and moments because um, my my typical default is I, I'm going to just deal with it. I'm going to press through it. I'm going to push through it. I'm going to put it in the back, like whatever. I'm going to just we're going to keep moving. And the Lord has been really 
um, intentional with me in the season to kind of pause and be like, okay, you got this whole little fluster happening on the inside. What's happening? What is that? Let's talk about it. And that's a moment for me to one, be vulnerable with the Lord, to not be this impenetrable fortress of I got it. Um, and then two, to be honest and to tell him like, yo, <laughs> my feelings are hurt by X, Y, and Z, you know, and then a, a moment because I think vulnerability and honesty are how you build intimacy, right? But also how you build trust um, of allowing the Lord to see into me and then to to have influence with me where the Lord can just be like, you know, maybe we should just forgive. You know, I, I get that you're upset and that that sucks. Why don't we just let it go? Why don't we just choose to believe the best? Why don't you extend grace and mercy and freely forgive as freely as you've been forgiven? Why don't we go that way? You know, and so I'm, I think, you know, when we talk about communicating with the Lord and getting to know him, it does take vulnerability and it takes knowing it's it's like, again, when we talked about walking with the Lord a couple of weeks ago, that awareness of like, okay, when, when am I hiding? When am I hedging? When am I trying to scoot around and not like have Jesus ask me the hard questions about, so I see you're just kind of like going just directly go against what I just said to do. Let's, should we talk about that? You know, like it, it does take that vulnerability. It kind of takes a decision to be like, I'm in this with you, Lord. Like we here and and we we're fully here. I was thinking today about how um, <laughs> I've had many hard seasons, but some of the really hard times are like when I have like a timeline or I want to have done something or had an accomplishment by now or have made more progress in certain areas. And um, I see other people around me kind of like enjoying those things. And I can just kind of be like, okay, Lord, so why not me though? You know? And, um, and just allowing myself to be seen and not to automatically go, I'm ashamed. (laughs) Like I shouldn't be thinking that I shouldn't, I shouldn't, I shouldn't, I ought to, I ought to, I ought to, and just kind of pulling up and being like, you know, this is where I'm at and I'm going to let you see where I am. Um, and I just, as I'm talking, I just keep thinking of like Adam and Eve in the garden after they'd messed up and they'd sinned and their immediate go-to was to hide, you know, like that conviction but also the kind of overwhelming condemnation where it's like I don't want to be seen by God in this moment in this way you know in this place but he already knows and he's looking for you you know it's like where are you not what have you done but where are you like I notice relationship I notice distance I notice hiding I notice hedging like where are you and so getting to know God first takes the takes the decision to be vulnerable with him um And I think vulnerability with the Lord can be scary because you think that he's going to come down hard and heavy, but that's not who God is. That's not who God is. But this is the journey to finding out who he is Um, when you allow yourself to be seen and to be known. I love this song by uh, Torin Wells called Known because he says like in the in the song, he's like, I'm perfectly seen, perfectly loved and completely known. Like God knows he's, he's seen the depths of me. He knows the good, the bad and the ugly, and he still loves me. And I think sometimes for, for humans, it's hard to understand that tension um, because we're so, especially in our culture, we're such like cancelers. We want to cancel everybody um, where it's hard to understand knowing the, the ugly of someone and still loving them. And we think that God is human, which he's not, he's not a man. Um, that he should lie or the son of man that he should repent, but he's not a man. He's not given to our nature. He has emotions, he has feels, he loves, but he he's not moved in the way that we are moved and, and distracted from loving. Like love is his principal objective. Um, and so 
we we kind of like hide and hedge because we think that him seeing us as we are will mean that he cannot love us knowing what he knows about us, but he already knows. And so in the moments where you choose to be vulnerable, the moments where you choose to be honest, when you allow the Lord to see into you or the moments when you begin to see him as he actually is, not as you think him to be. Um, And so let's talk practical steps, right? So I think there are two, well, there are three kind of pieces to beginning to know the Lord. We've talked about spending time. We've talked about communicating and having that exchange of you see me, I see you, you know me, I know you. Um, But I think one of the first places you have to start is the word, you know, and this is my answer for everything. Y'all get tired of it, but it's just true. (laughs) Like, it's just what it is. Like the word you have to study. Um, you have to know what, who, who God says he is in his word. Like that's, that's baseline. So like for me, when all the feels went away, when I first got feel saved and it felt like nothing was true anymore because I don't have the chills and I feel like my prayers are bouncing off the ceiling. It was like, I just canceled out all the words. He said, I would never leave you or forsake you that I always hear prayer. Like all of that was untrue because I didn't feel goosebumps, but that had become the way that I verified truth, right? And God's trustworthiness and his thereness by my feelings. So when the Lord was like, no, you're not going to feel no more. We're going to grow up into maturity. I had to get in the word and find out who God said that he was and then anchor myself in, in his voice and his word above everything else. Um, and I've come to the place now and it's like, there's still levels and layers, obviously. Um, but I'm coming to the place now where it's like, you know, we talked about me walking through dread and torment and anxiety this year where I had to sit down and be like, oh, I'm seated in Christ and there is there is no dread. There is no anxiety in Christ. Even when my chest was like <laughs> feeling tight and compressed and my stomach was in knots, it was like, there is no anxiety in the Lord. I am seated in him in heavenly places. Anxiety does not exist there. He is the Prince of Peace. I am connected to him. I am an heir of God and a joint heir with Christ Jesus. Anxiety, dread, torment don't exist there even while I was feeling it, right? And so now we're on the other side where it's like, I'm feeling all this stuff, but the truth is, this is the higher truth. I'm, I'm feeling these things, but the higher truth is his word. And that only comes by study and exposure to the word, by getting in the word and knowing what are, what are my rights? What are my blood-bought rights? Where am I? Who am I? And then sticking to, who is God? Sticking to that. So you got to get in the word and study. Um, finding teachings, like when you find someone um, that delivers the word in a way that just it connects for you and it makes sense for you, find whatever they have on the the thing, the issue, whether it be who God is, um, the nature of, of the father, um, relying on the Lord, walking with him, being patient, giving tight, whatever it is, like saturate yourself in truth and then find people that are teaching the truth in a way that you get understanding and get clarity and get wisdom. Um, and I think that those pieces are kind of like the content pieces of beginning to know the Lord. Like, okay, I'm getting knowledge, I'm gaining information, but the idea is not to just garage a bunch of information in your head. It's so that that you would have heart knowledge, that you would have information, reality in your heart that you live out of, right? We guard our heart because out of it flows the issues of life. We live out of our heart posture. And so I think the the third sort of piece of beginning to get to know the Lord is exposure and experience. And this is where com- where walking with God comes into play where, okay, Lord, I'm now, I, I'm taking this and I'm road testing it. I hear that you are a good father. I hear that we are dearly beloved children. I hear that there is now therefore no condemnation. I hear that nothing can separate me from your love. I need to take that on the road now and see like, do the wheels fall off or can I ride this thing till the wheels fall off, you know? Um, and that's where it's like, okay, Lord, you promised to guide me continually. I don't know. I don't know. Like, 
is it this job or that job? I don't, which one is it? You promised to guide me continually. Okay, that that's the truth. That's who you said that you are to me, that you would guide me, that you would satisfy me. Okay, cool. So I'm going to follow my peace and pick this one. And that you, and then you see, oh, okay, Lord, this was, you know, that was you leading me. Wow. You've promised to lead me or like today, I'm going to tell myself just a little bit. So I have a tendency to drive kind of fast, just a little bit fast. Um, and I'm checking myself and I am like submitting to the ordinances of man and speed limits and such. Today I was driving, I was going to the store and, um, there was this car off to the side of me and I was just kind of passing them speeding up a little bit to pass them kind of like sitting on the side of other cars and um as I passed them they kind of slid behind me and then um went to kind of like get in front of the car that was in front of them right so just kind of this boot boot move and something in my spirit was like do not speed that could be a police officer not that we don't speed just because people are watching but just that little heads up like hey pay attention I'm warning you do not speed <laughs> there. There could be imminent consequences. Do not speed. And I was like, oh, okay. We checking it. We checking it. We checking it. I don't need to be speeding. I got you. I got you. I'm doing better. And I just kind of checked and watched my speed and was like, don't, you know, don't get crazy out here. And as the car kind of pulled up on the side of me, I looked over and it was a police officer in the car and like in his uniform. And I was like, the Holy Spirit will do it. He is given to you to lead you into all truth. Amen. <laughs> um, but like, that's a funny example, but literally like God is always speaking and he, he has promised Isaiah 58, 12 to guide us continually. That's all the time. And so that was a road tested experience for me. Right. So now I have this word in my head, like, oh God, will, the Lord will guide you continually. But then I have this real time moment with the Lord where he actually does do that thing that the scriptures say that he does. And it becomes not just this thing that I know in my head, but this thing that I have intimate knowledge and experience with. Right. Um, that is, it's real tangible. I can feel it and go, oh, you know that verse? Well, let me show you how it looked in my life. Let me show you the manifestation of truth and what that looked like in my life. And so now I know that God is that person that he said that he is because I've seen it. I've tasted it. You know that scripture that says, taste and see that the Lord is good. It's like, you need to know for yourself what, what the fabric of this feels like. Feel the fibers, understand the color of it. It's in the scriptures, but you need to see the scriptures in your life. You're a living epistle, read of all men. I need you to have that branded on you and, and flowing out of your life as well. And so- it's good to study. It's good to get teachings, but it's really important that you walk the word out with the Lord and have your own tangible backlog of, God, I saw you do this. I slew the lion. I slew the bear. What is this uncircumcised Philistine? You were with me with the lion. You were with me with the bear. You go be with me with this uncircumcised Philistine. It's important that you have your own backlog with God of exploits and of him coming through and him showing you who he is, right? Um, and so I want to go through some word with you. I'm just going to be reading these scriptures. I talked about uh, a couple episodes ago. I've mentioned it a couple times throughout this season, like just looking at scriptures that that tell you explicitly who God says that he is. Um, and so I'm going to try to go not super, super fast, but I want you to just hear these. And if something sticks out to you, like write it down, go back over it. You know me, I will put a scripture on a note card in a heartbeat. So um, just finding who God says he is to you. You know, we think about Moses and that as the Lord commissioned him, God was like, tell them I am sent you. I I am whatever you need, whatever. And, and so the Lord has shown us who he is in his word. All right. So here we go. So in this process, this isn't in, in any way like um, 
exhaustive. It's more so like I, I went through some scriptures. I love when I love when the scriptures sort of lay out the Lord who does X, Y, and Z, or He who said such and such. And so um, these verses kind of follow that that template. So the Lord who made heaven and earth, Psalms one thirty four verse five, and Psalm one fifteen verse fifteen. The Lord who redeems our lives from destruction, Psalm one hundred three verse four. The Lord who covers Himself with light, with light, Psalm one hundred four two. The Lord who took me out of my mother's womb and cares for me, Psalm twenty two nine and seventy one verse six. The Lord who is the confidence and hope of the whole earth. Psalm 65, 5. The Lord who helps me. Psalm 118, verse 7. The Lord who does wonders. Psalm 77, 14. The Lord who keeps you. Psalm 121, verse 4. The Lord who delivers me. Psalm 18, verse 48. The Lord who girds me with strength and subdues those who rise against me. Psalm 18, verse 39. The Lord who lays up goodness for us who trust him. Psalm 31, verse 19. The Lord who saves, Psalm 17, 7. The Lord who does great things, Psalm 71, 19. The Lord who comforts us, Isaiah 51, 12. The Lord who pleads the cause of his people, Isaiah 51, 22. The Lord who delivers us from those who are too strong for us, Psalm 35, 10. The Lord who hears prayer, Psalm 65, verse 2. The Lord who leads us, Psalms 80, verse 1. The Lord who has been my help. Psalms 27, verse 9. The Lord who preserves the lives of his saints. Psalms 97, verse 10. The Lord who bears our burdens, carries us day by day, and is a God of deliverances. Psalms 68, verses 19 through 20. That's just a short list of who God says that he is to us. But it's really important that as we begin to build trust, so that we can walk with him, walk in step with him, walk in pace with him, live a life surrendered to him, that we build this trust by knowing that he is trustworthy. Isaiah, or not Isaiah, I'm sorry, First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 24, the Lord is utterly trustworthy and faithful. That's who he is. It's important that we know who he is because if we don't know him, we can't trust him. If we are to walk with him, we have to trust him. And he is absolutely worthy of our trust. Whether we feel, don't feel, um, no, don't know. It's our responsibility. It's on us. It's our due diligence to to understand, to know, to get familiar with, to have the experiences and the exposure, to know who God is, to be able to trust him. Because the truth be told, I love the verse in Genesis 18. The Lord is talking about Abraham and he's planning to go to Sodom and Gomorrah and kind of wipe it out. And he's got these angels with him. And the angels are like, yo, you're going to tell Abraham what you're about to do. And the Lord's like, how could I keep this thing from Abraham, my friend? You know, because he will teach the generations to, to worship me. Like God valued the generational impact of Abraham and was like, Hey, I'm not going to keep this from him. He's going to teach the, he's going to teach his generations to worship me, to love me. I'm going to tell him. And so knowing who God is, being able to walk with the Lord is not just about your life. It's about your generation's lives. It's about the generational impact of walking out a life that people can look at and go, Oh, that's how you do it. That right there. Follow me as I follow Christ. That's what Paul said. That's what this is about. It's about not just your life, but your generations, your daughters, your sons, your spiritual daughters, your spiritual sons, your co-workers. It's about everybody being able to eat the fruit off of your life and know that God is good. So as you step into this week, I pray that you have a blessed Thanksgiving week, that you enjoy friends and family and you just take some time and reflect on how good God really is. 
this year has been a difficult, challenging year, but God has been so good. And so he is so worthy, not just because I feel like he's been good, but because he is worthy of of all the praise because he has been good. He's uncontested in that way. And so I just encourage you to step into this week being grateful, reflect on the goodness of the Lord and let that swell up your, like your inner man's muscles, your inner woman's muscles. Like God is good. He is for me. We have this. We got this. Like who, who can stand against me if God be for me? Hmm. Who? Tell me. God's got you. God has got you. So don't fear. Don't worry. Don't be in anxiety. He's got provision set aside for you. He wakes you up. He sings songs over you as you're sleeping. He gives you rest. Like God is so for you. He's so crazy, madly in love with you. And you just revel in that the rest of this week and just praise him because you know that you're loved. I love you. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, definitely do that. You can subscribe, I think, via Stitcher, Google Play, as well as Apple Podcasts. Um, You can listen on Spotify and follow the podcast that way as well. If you haven't rated and reviewed the podcast, please, please, please do that. It's how people find out. It brings us up in the ranks and people can see like, oh, this is good stuff. I should listen. Share it with people. I have so been encouraged to hear how many people have shared the podcast when it's been good and it's blessed them. And it's just just hearing how God is using it to bring restoration just like makes my look quick because I just am a little emotional. But I love you guys. Um, if there's anything that I could pray for you for, definitely email walkingwellpodcast at gmail. Follow us on Instagram at walkingwellpodcast um, just so you stay um, abreast of all the things going on, all the new cha- changes and things that I've got in the works and that I'm planning. Um, but man, be blessed. You are blessed, obviously, but you know, walk like you know that. All right. Love you guys. Talk to you next week. Bye. Thank you.